All right, welcome back to Seek and Find, my brand new podcast centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is your host, Elder Dylan Wilkinson. My goal is to provide real and sincere content to help the listener seek a better understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ and to find the answers to your questions through the Spirit of the Lord. Although I am a full-time missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, what I say and what is said by others on this podcast does not represent the official stance of the Church. However, I encourage you to open your hearts to the Spirit, because as you listen, the messages that God wants you to hear will come to your mind. As always, it's going to be a fun time. Nice! How you like my intro? I just made it. I don't know. It. I think it's okay. But yes, welcome to episode two. We're going to be talking about repentance today. And I'm going to be calling my good friend, Elder Black. He is a, a really cool guy. And I'm excited to talk to him about repentance. We're going to be talking about like you know what repentance is, why do we need it, and how do we repent? I'll probably just introduce Elder Black when I, when I call him, but I guess we'll just get right to it. And let me call him right now. Hey, Elder Black. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Really good. Thank you for joining me today. The voice recorder is going, so we are in it. Well, perfect. I'm super excited. Awesome, awesome. So, Elder Black, just go ahead and introduce yourself for us. Well, alright. I am Elder Black. Uh, I am uh, a missionary. I've been out on my mission now for... Uh, how long? How long has it been now? About twenty-two months, I think. Oh, you old man! Um, <laughs> just, just a little bit. Um, I'm super excited uh, to be here. Where are you from? Ah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm from Murray, Utah, right there in the Salt Lake Valley. Murray. Okay. Good stuff. And your hobbies? My hobbies. So what I like to do is I like to do technical theater, stage crew, right? It's the behind-the-scenes stuff of, of theater, right? Um, you know, you can think of it like the, the crew behind movie sets or live theater performances. That's that's the stuff that I like to do, and that really takes up all my time, so I don't have a whole lot of other hobbies. Um, I've gained a few on the mission. Nice. Like, I do, I do magic, magic nice. tricks. You know, so that's, that's about that. That's awesome. I spent... A lot of the quarantine from the COVID-19 pandemic in probably Lake Minnesota with Elder Jeremy Black and also Elder Bradford, who I called last time, and then, of course, my companion, Elder Brown. And it was just a really good experience to be with them. Uh, Definitely had some ups and downs, but learned a lot about myself during that time. And it was, again, it it was really important and awesome to have that experience to go through the quarantine and the, you know the struggles with that with good friends. Another black is definitely he'll always be a really good friend friend of mine. Uh, and I look forward to staying in touch for sure because he is a really good example. And so I'm really you know glad to have him on here on the the podcast today. What would you say repentance is if you were just to give a simple definition? I would simply describe repentance as change. 
Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, people will look at it and they'll think that it's this big, scary word, but really it's just change. Like, actually, if you want to, if you want to really get into it, there's a, there's a talk called Repentance, a Blessing of Membership, given by Richard G. Hinckley in April 2006, right? And he talks about repentance a lot. Uh, and he says the Hebrew root, sorry, the Hebrew root of the word means simply to turn or return, right? And it means mm. to turn to God, right? Okay. It's just realizing what we've done and deciding that we're going to change, right? That's that's the biggest thing about repentance is it is just simply change. Change. I wanted to share an experience when I was younger. This was probably when I was about fifteen, maybe. And this is a kind of the first time I realized that repentance is change. I was at EFY in Santa Barbara, California. I was with my homie Quinn, and we were we were down there rocking it out at EFY with all the California kids. Quite the experience, but I remember in one of the devotionals, I think the EFY director, I don't know the correct term for him, but he was giving a message about repentance, and he cited the, the verse Isaiah 118. And that one is the one that says, uh, Come now and let us reason with the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And I, I, I was listening to that, you know, and reading on the screen. And I just remember the imagery of scarlet red turning into something that's white as snow and i was like that's that's change you, you can't you can't take something that's red and turn it into pure white without change and so i, I really am grateful for that um, inspired analogy from isaiah in the scriptures about repentance and change because our sins they can really become erased and and white and we can become purified uh but yeah i really like that any any thoughts of that about that other black no i think that's super that's super great right you know and i think that's that's awesome that you had it at at 15 right that's when a lot of people will uh you know they'll start to be turning away from the gospel it sounds like it was kind of turning you towards it so that's super cool and i mean that was one of the things that i had trouble with for a long time about repentance was that it you know, I thought that if I had to repent, that means that I was, you know, I was wrong, right? I, I had done something wrong and God didn't love me anymore, right? And, you know, I remember I'm sitting there in a state conference and what it is is uh, congregations come together, different areas, right? And they all come together and they will have people come in and speak and it's a great time. Uh, and I'm sitting in one of these state conferences and it's... It was an Area 70 is who it was. It was um, uh, one of, so basically an apostle of the Lord was speaking. Uh, and I just remember him saying, like, you know, repentance is, it's a personal thing, right? He says it's not, it's not a, a dirty word. It's not a, a, a bad word, right? Sometimes we, we seem to think that, right? If I need to repent, that means I've done something bad, right? And that's, what you did was bad. But realizing that you did something bad and wanting to do better by it, that's the good thing, right? And that's what I loved about it. Yeah. Right. And when I heard that, that made me want to repent, right? He says that repentance should be a happy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, repentance should be a joyful thing, something we rejoice over because it's, it means that we're doing better, right? It means that we're turning towards God. We are helping ourselves to be better, to be more like God. 
And that that's, like I said, that was just a very turning point for me when I realized that repentance was not a bad thing. That's, that's what I want to, you know, that's, that's my main focus about repentance is it's not a bad thing. It's change, right? And change can be scary and hard, but it's, should be a joyful thing, a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Man, well said, well said. I loved um, what you said there about repentance being something that is very positive in, in our lives and not scary and really a blessing. It, it really is. President Nelson, President Russell Nelson explained it really well for us in a conference talk April 2019. Let me just pull it up on my phone real quick. It was really awesome, and he he's really smart, as you as you all know. Um, but he says here that the word repentance in the Greek New Testament is metanoeo. The prefix meta means change. The suffix noeo is related to Greek words that mean mind, knowledge, spirit, and breath. Thus, when Jesus asks you and me to repent, he is inviting us to change our mind, our knowledge, our spirit, even the way we breathe. He is asking us to change the way we love, think, serve, spend our time, treat our wives, teach our children, and even care for our bodies. Close quote. And I, I love that. Kind of picking apart that the, the word, the Greek word for repentance, meant in the whale. It's changing the way we think, the way that we learn, changing the, the way that we listen to the Spirit, changing the way that we breathe, pointing us towards Christ. I love President Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, he's an incredibly intelligent man. He is. Holy <laughs> and he is just absolute spitfire. Like, he's he's awesome. <laughs> he's so profound when he speaks. Yes. But, you know, and some people, I think there are people who who are thinking, all right, well, this is all well, good, well and good. Okay, so I'm supposed to change and it's supposed to be a good thing, right? But surely, you know, because I did something wrong, then God doesn't love me anymore, right? He thinks less of me now, right? And I don't, I don't think that's that's true at all. Actually, I can prove that's not true, right? The prophet Joseph Smith, he's a great example to us in many, many different ways, right? And there was a time when uh, he was translating the Golden Plates into uh, into the Book of Mormon as we know it today, right? And there was these, and they were 116 pages into it, and you know, someone comes up to him, well. I believe it was Oliver Cowdery. Mm-hmm. I always get their names mixed up. I think it was Oliver Cowdery. Yeah. I'm sure it was. Could have been Oliver Cowdery, okay. Martin Harris, somebody. <laughs> yeah. Oliver Cowdery, Martin Harris, someone. But whoever it was, right, they came to Joseph and was like, hey, I need to prove to my wife that I'm not, you know, I'm not being taken up in a scam or anything like that. Yeah, it was Martin Harris, yep. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah. So, you know, and, and Joseph's like, well, people aren't supposed to see this yet. And so Martin Harris is like, all right, well, can you pray to the Lord and ask? And Joseph's like, all right, what's the harm in it, right? And he goes and he prays to the Lord, and the Lord says, no, don't let Martin Harris take these pages. So Joseph tells him that, and Martin Harris is like, no, you got to ask him again, all right? Like, like I need I need the Lord to say yes, right? Joseph Smith goes back, and again, the answer is no. Martin Harris is like, ask a third time. I just need you to ask a third time. And the Lord says, all right, you can take the pages, yeah. But here are guidelines and these rules that Martin Harris has to follow and all this stuff. And point of the matter is he doesn't follow them as, as he's supposed to. You buckethead. And the pages are long. <laughs> Silly guy. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of things that we can tear apart in that. But 
what I'm trying to get at, uh-huh. right, is once they were lost, Joseph Smith felt absolutely horrible, horrendous. I mean, like he, you know, he he thought that that his soul was was damned to hell. Like he thought that just the worst of the worst is what's going to happen to him, and he felt like this for a while, right? Because if you look at it, he had sinned, right? He had gone against the commandments that God had given him, right? The Lord said, "Don't take those pages." You know, I'm telling you now, don't take the pages. Joseph kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And when we come to Doctrine and Covenants, section 3, verse 10, the Lord is talking to Joseph Smith, and he says, listen, you can repent of the things that you've done, right? And and Joseph thought that, you know, he, he wasn't going to be a prophet anymore, that uh, he wasn't going to be able to translate the golden plate. It's like he thought that just everything was completely taken away from him, and he would never be able to do what he thought the Lord wanted him to do. And the Lord is, is coming to him, right? And he's like, all right, be done feeling bad about yourself, right? And this is what he says. God is merciful. Therefore, repent of that which thou hast done, which is contrary to the commandment which I gave you. And thou art still chosen and art again called to the work, right? And so what that says is like, repent of the things that you did. Because yes, you went against my commandments, but if you repent of it, you are still called to the work that you've been called to do. The Lord doesn't think any less of him. The Lord is just is saying, like, this is now a learning opportunity for you, right? So that when I say you need to do this, maybe next time you'll do it. What I, you know, and I love that the Lord says, you know, you are called to the work. And I just absolutely love that uh, because, again, the Lord doesn't think any less of us. And I felt this myself where I've done something and I'm like, I can never be forgiven of this. And the Lord's like, that's not even remotely true. I still love you. You are still great and you are still called to this work so long as you will make the change that you need to. Absolutely. Thank you, Elder Black. That's that's perfect. We can really learn a lot from the example of Joseph Smith. And I'd I'd also add that uh, in that same story, Martin Harris, um, we can learn from his example too. It took him a little bit of time. Um, to uh, get over whatever he was going through and to repent, but he he came back and he he worked and he he continued to work in the vineyard to labor in the vineyard, and he was a big big piece of our church history. So I guess the message there is just don't let don't let those mistakes and those sins pull you down and move forward. Repent and move forward. Right? I love that. Cool. So now that we kind of have that basis understanding of what repentance is, let's talk about like why we need it. And, you know, kind of, kind of an obvious thing for me at least, why we need repentance, but it might not be um, for, for everybody. But for me, it's all because of the fall, of the fall of Adam and Eve, that natural man. We, we have that tendency to sin and we do sin. So how do we fix that sin? It's, it's, it's repentance. Let's see. There is, actually, before we go there, Elder Black, do you have any more, any other Elder Black wisdom you want to add to why we need repentance before we go to the scriptures? Um, no, I was just about to, to quote a scripture. So no, I think, cool. I think you did great. Let's let's hear your scripture that you were going to quote. Yeah, I mean, my... My scripture uh, comes from Third Nephi, right? This is this is Jesus Christ talking to the Nephites in the ancient Americas. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he's he's talking to them about repentance and about those things uh, that they need. And he just straight up says, through Nephi 20, chapter 27, verse 19, he says, No unclean thing can enter into God's kingdom. Therefore, nothing entereth into his rest, save it be those who have washed their garments in my blood because of their faith and the repentance of all their sins and their faithfulness unto the end. All right? And there's kind of a lot in it, but the, the biggest thing is, you know, no unclean thing can dwell in the presence of God. Excuse me, that's, that's, I think that's the most important thing to note, right? When we sin, we become unclean, right? It's, the, it's like what you were talking about earlier. It, make, it makes us scarlet, right? It gives us that scarlet red appearance. And it's once we wash our, it's once we wash our garments in the blood of Christ, that's when we are made clean and can go into the presence of God again. That is that's spot on. I love how simple the scriptures are. So thank you for sharing that little black. That's awesome. So the scripture that I wanted to wanted to share uh, is in Alma chapter forty two, and this kind of talks about the fall and why you know why we need repentance and why going along with the, your scripture you shared why we need to be clean to inherit the kingdom of God. It's just for context. This is Alma talking to his son Corianton, I believe. Let me just go back a couple pages. Did you say Alma 36? Alma 42. Oh, Alma 42, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Alma's talking to his son, Corianton. If you remember, this this, this guy is the one who messed up and um, committed some sexual sin. And Alma is like, hey, come on, son. Don't do that. Don't do that. And he, he teaches him up. And this sermon, you know, this this teaching that, he, that he's teaching his son, it's just so gold and relatable for everybody. And so in verse 5, it, it starts, For behold, if Adam had not put forth his hand immediately and partaken of the tree of life, he would have lived forever in accord, according to the word of God, having no space for repentance. Yea, and also the word of God would have been void, and the great plan of salvation would have been frustrated. So that's saying that like if you know if Adam had partaken of the tree of life, after he had you know taken partaken of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? The plan of salvation would have been void. Uh, we, we wouldn't be able to progress. But behold, if it was appointed unto man to die, therefore as they were cut off from the tree of life, they should be cut off from the face of the earth, and man became lost forever, yea, they became fallen man. And now ye see by this that our first parents were cut off, both temporally and spiritually, from the presence of the Lord, and thus we see they became subjects to follow after their own will. And now it was not expedient that man should be reclaimed from this temporal death, for that would, have, that would destroy the great plan of happiness. Therefore, as the soul could never die, and the fall had brought upon all mankind a spiritual death, as well as a temporal, that is, they were cut off from the presence of the Lord, it was expedient that mankind should be reclaimed from this spiritual death. It's saying, because of the fall, we have spiritual death and temporal death. And in order to fix spiritual death, we need repentance, we need the atonement. Just real quick... I have a section out of the atonement definition in, in the Bible dictionary memorized, and it talks about sin, and it says sin is lawlessness. It is a refusal to submit to the will of God. By transgression, man loses control over his own will and becomes a slave of sin, and so incurs the penalty of spiritual death, which is alienation from God. The atonement of Jesus Christ redeems all mankind from the fall of Adam and causes all to be answerable for their own manner of life. This is consistent in verse... Verse 7, it says, And thus we see that they became subjects to follow after their own will. 
So we are responsible for our own way of living. And this means of atonement is provided by the Father and is offered in the life and person of the Son, Jesus Christ. So we need repentance because sin is lawlessness. Sin is bad. Repentance is good. <laughs> it doesn't get simpler than that. Any thoughts, Elder Black? No, I think I think that's beautifully put. I can't add anything more to that. Okay, awesome. So real, you know, real quick here, um, we are going to go to Helaman chapter five, and we're going to tie this in with a little ribbon on the top, and it's going to be great. But Helaman chapter five. Verse 11, or uh, verse 10 and 11, then we might as well read chapter 12 as well, because as you all know, Helaman 5:12 is awesome. And remember also the word, and remember also the words which Amulek spake unto Zeezrom in the city of Ammonihah. Uh, if you remember, Amulek is and, and Alma are preaching, and Zeezrom is the the lawyer that's trying to trip him up. But later on in the story, Zeezrom becomes converted, and he's literally one of the coolest guys ever. Uh, for he said unto him that the Lord surely should come to redeem his people, but that he should not come to redeem them in their sins, but to redeem them from their sins. And he hath power given unto him from the Father to redeem them from their sins because of repentance. Um, therefore he hath sent his angels to declare the tidings of the conditions of repentance, which bringeth unto the power of the Redeemer unto the salvation of their souls. So it talks about the conditions of repentance there. Little Black, what are the conditions of repentance? Um, the conditions of repentance, I think just simply like realizing what, what you did was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to feel godly sorrow for it, which is different than just regular sorrow, right? Um, sorrow is just like, oh man, I did so bad. It's so, you know, this is so horrible. I'm never going to do good. Right. And godly sorrow is, is, you know what I did wrong and. I, I should make up for it, right? That's godly sorrow. That's that's change. That's that change that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. it's saying that you're honestly never going to do it again. And if you do, then you're going to be quicker next time to come to repentance. You're going to be more likely to not do it again, right? It's it's a constant process. That's at least what I would say conditions of repentance are. That's awesome. At least the three big ones. That's super cool. That's actually like almost perfectly in line with preach my gospel. So that's that's awesome. For me, it's you know the very the very second you you decide to try again, you have begun repenting, and then going straight into uh, all that other black was just explaining. But we'll go ahead and read verse twelve of Helaman five and tie this in. Now, my sons, remember, remember that it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that you must build your foundation, that when the devil shall, shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shafts in the whirlwind, yea, when all his hail and his mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe, because of the rock upon which you are built, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon if men build, they cannot fall. Now, I wanted to tie this in to remembering. That word remember is used a lot in this chapter, Helaman 5. It's a great chapter, go read it, but that word remember. How does remembering play a part in repentance? Oh, it, it plays a huge part in repentance, right? I, I love doing lessons like this all the time. If you don't remember what your sins are, if you don't remember what those bad things are that you did that are against God's commandments, 
you're incredibly likely to do it again, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's important for you to remember what you did that was wrong. It's important to remember, in some cases, it's important to remember how you felt when you did that bad thing, right? And, and it's part of the, you know, the, the gospel principle that we need to experience sorrow and despair in order to experience joy, right? Because you need to have that contrast. And so it's kind of that same thing. When you remember how bad you felt, if you remember the bad things that you did after you repent, it keeps you from doing it again. It doesn't stop you from doing it again, but it helps to keep you from doing it again, right? Because you kind of have that, you have that memory, that little nugget of, of emotion mm. that kind of keeps you from doing it. Yeah, that is so good. I love that. Also, remembering uh, plays a big role in the priesthood ordinance of the sacrament. And, and so we can tie those together, right? We know that the sacrament is for us to remember the Savior's sacrifice, and so that, you know, that helps us repent. So those are all related to each other. As we remember, we repent. And as we partake of the sacrament, we remember. And so it's it kind of goes in that circle. Remember, repent, the sacrament. And it can go either way, either way, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but anyways, um, we are... I don't know how long this one's going to be, but it's all right. It's good stuff. But I wanted to share one last thing, and then I'll give you, you know, Elder Black, an opportunity to bear your testimony. I, I, uh, sometimes I just like to write things on the whiteboard, and I, I shared one of them in my last episode. I don't know. Sometimes the spirit is just flowing, and I just write on the whiteboard. So I, I need to come up with a name for these things. Right now it's just like whiteboard thoughts, but that seems a little bit lame, but uh, we'll keep working on that. This one is about daily repentance. Even though we fall all the time, we can choose to turn away from sin. This act of turning away from sin means way more to our, to our Heavenly Father than the transgression itself. Pause real quick. That right there is, is in line with what Elder Black was saying earlier um, with his personal experience. That when you make a mistake, having that desire to turn away, try again, and try to do better means way more to our Heavenly Father. Anyways. Committing sin is, is disappointing and the cause of spiritual death, which is alienation from God. But when we actively choose to try again, a.k.a. repent, the Holy Ghost enters into our hearts and we become one with God again. God loves us so much that he desperately wants to forgive us. How is this done? The atonement of Jesus Christ enables us to change the desires of our hearts enough that the Holy Ghost can dwell in us, which sanctifies us and we become clean. Embarking on this spiritual journey needs to be a focus for our every day. This is daily repentance, and it is God's will for us. So we'll go ahead and let you ponder on that for a second. It's been great. Elder Black, would you just bear your testimony for us? Absolutely, I'd love to. I just want to bear witness to everyone who's listening that God truly does love us. And we can see that in each and every one of our experiences that we that we experience. We can see that in the scriptures. We can see that in the mere fact that he sent his son to earth here so that he can suffer his great and eternal atonement so that we can have this opportunity to be better, right? Uh, it's, it's through Christ's atonement that we're able to do 
that, that we have the opportunity to go back and to live with our Heavenly Father. If He hadn't come and done that, we wouldn't have this great opportunity to repent of our sins. You know, once once we had sinned, it would be that would be it, right? As soon as you made one sin, we we couldn't return to them anymore. And I'm so thankful that I have that opportunity, right? As scary as repentance can seem to me at times, I I think back to the experiences that I've had, the great times uh, that I've had with other missionaries, the opportunities that I've had to learn, uh, and all of the things that I've learned through all of this of how great repentance can be, how how grateful I am for Jesus Christ and his atonement uh, and everything he has done for me. I'm just so incredibly grateful that that I can repent and that God still loves me. It's so reassuring to know that even when I screw up, I still have someone there rooting for me. No matter what it is, I have someone rooting for me to do better, to be better. And I just want to say that Christ truly does live. Heavenly Father truly lives. And they're waiting for us to return back to them. But we have a journey to go on before we do that. We have things that we need to learn, experiences we need to have, people we need to meet. And I think that's something to look forward to. And I want to say these things ever so humbly in the great and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Elder Black. This was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for taking time out of your, your day to do this with me. Repentance is awesome. I love it. And I, you know, I just add my witness to that as well, to your testimony. But I'll let you go. Thank you so much. As always, Elder Black, you can call me whenever. I love you, buddy. And stay strong. Godspeed. All right. You as well, Lord Wilkinson. I love you, man. All right. Love you, too. Bye. Alright, so there you have it folks, repentance. Repentance is just so cool. I love it and I love talking about it. And I'm excited to talk about the next thing. The next episode will be about baptism. Be excited for that. But we'll go ahead and finish it off with some good piano music. You can go ahead and listen to the Spirit, what the Spirit wants to tell you about repentance. Go ahead and ponder. This is important. Just give me like one minute. Give the Spirit one minute. Listen to what he wants to tell you about repentance. <laughs>